Hey guys, Rusty here, and just letting you know the Precision Shooting Podcast Awards for 2020, the Golden Yeats, uh, has been scheduled for a live stream on the 9th of December. Uh, check out various social channels for exact details and times, but uh, lock that one in, and we will be live uh, and be doing that show uh, with all your nominations and votes and uh, whatever else happens. Look forward to it. You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty and uh, joining me tonight, Andy, how are you? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> all right, and we're done. Yeah, oh, that's not the ending. There we go. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, Bronte, how are you, mate? Are, yeah. you, are you early 90s or late 90s excited as well? Oh, no. Nah, it's early I'm, 2000s, I'm, isn't it? I'm just, just normal excited. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. normal excited voice. That's normal excited for Bronte. Normal excited voice, yeah. Don't want to get it too much away. <laughs> Play that close to your heart. Yeah, yeah. excellent. All right. I could have sworn his voice got a lot higher when he was talking about gears one time and cogs or something. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was super excited. That's like pretty cool stuff. Do you know, do you know why? Because he got to spend money on equipment and <laughs> – yeah, got to spend like four times as much to buy the equipment to make something that it would have been to it, pay someone to make it. It would have been anyway. more than that. I'm sure it would have been more than that. <laughs> yeah, but four times I feel okay about it. Ten times it's like... Yeah, 40 times. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. you feel guilty then. <laughs> Nobody likes feeling guilty. Well, uh, speaking of guilty, I've got no segue to go on with. Damn it. I was hoping something would uh, come to mind when I, uh, when I, when I loaded that up and, uh, and I failed miserably. So what's up to you, Andy? Take it from here, mate. You're uh, now hosting. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll go. Nah, <laughs> we'll go we'll let's go. not do that again. Let's not do that. <laughs> Guys, I hope you are, you're all well. And nominations are coming in for the Golden Yeats. Yep. The Golden mm-hmm. Yeats. So little reminder, there's a bunch of categories. So you can jump onto the precisionshootingpodcast.com on the website or impactdynamics.com.au and you can nominate uh, and, and vote depending which one it is. Go through there and you can do Rifle Innovation of the Year, Optical Innovation of the Year. Actually, uh, I'm going to I'm going to say the title of the category, and Andy, I need you to do like a, th- a three or four second little uh, explanation of what it is. You ready? Ready? Here we go. All right. And if if you get it right, you get a ding. That's not a ding. I, I don't know where the dings have gone. Ding. We, we've we've now invested too heavily into this concept. Oh, actually, Bronte, you can decide oh, whether or not button, it's good enough. Oh, here we go. You can <laughs> yeah, regardless, it's going to be that. Okay, very good. All right, Rifle Innovation of the Year. Rifle anything. No. <laughs> it's too slow. Timed out. What did you say? Three seconds. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Okay, all right. You've got, you've got ten seconds. Rifle Innovation of the Year. Anything critical to a rifle performing? <laughs> what? It's like uh, the like, innovation okay. that's come out in this year that, that – yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, let's try. Let's move on. Optical innovation of the year. Something that is come out this year. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good. <laughs> that is uh, to do with optical uh, equipment okay. or accessories. Yeah. I think we'll see what Bronte goes with. Okay. Oh, <laughs> a bit of both. Okay. What about accessory innovation of the year? Well, anything that attaches to or bolts onto a rifle uh, or other equipment, excluding optics. 
Not didn't, really. You didn't really touch on the innovation oh, part. But yeah, okay, it's yeah, like good. there's the, the key word that's been in all three categories that you haven't talked about. <laughs> innovation. <laughs> you know, yeah. fail him on that. Fail yeah. him on that. All right, let's oh. move on to the one that doesn't have innovation on it. Uh, is uh, podcast slash page slash video channel slash media slash social media slash influencer slash of the year. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, not slash of the year. <laughs> Andy definitely won that one two oh, here weeks we go. ago. Any innovative uh, social media uh, platform that is putting content out there. No, you put, innova- no, need you to put be innovative. innovative in there. I know, I, I did that on purpose. No, but it's, it's not in the title. Just to throw it. <laughs> All right, non-game changer of the year. How, how do you go with this one? Me. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, well, so he's some, right. Yeah. Something has been hyped. You've already up. got the tick, mate. You yeah. good. <laughs> okay, move on. Uh, <laughs> episode title of the year. Uh, so anything from the Precision Shooting Podcast uh, titles, pretty well. Episode you got titles. one. Yay! You got one. No, you got the last one about the non-game. Oh, yeah, he just said himself. So. <laughs> Shooting meme of the year. Uh, that, okay, well, that's probably pretty explanatory. Yep. Yeah. Good. The best innovation we've seen due to uh, COVID in the shooting world. So any positive outcome that has uh, been related to COVID shooting-wise? <laughs> oh, whatever. Oh, geez. <laughs> this is a tough crowd, tough crowd. Uh, Don't just, give me just, control of the buttons just, if you want to argue with me. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit of a clarification around that one because it is a new category for us. Uh, that is sort of like something that has come out has been sort of developed because COVID. You know, where stuff's gone online or, mm. or, or shooting comps or something like that, something that has embraced that because there's a little bit of crossover with the next one, which is the silver lining uh, COVID outcome, uh, which is Andy. So the silver lining COVID outcome is something that has aspired from a lesser positive outcome due to COVID. <laughs> Sure. No? Nah. I don't know. It's, not, it's like, uh, it's we're, like we're, something good that's come out of a shit situation. It's like a yin-yang. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, closer. Yeah, <laughs> give it a tick. Something where uh, maybe maybe you lost your job or, or there was no matches on, but because of mm. that, something benefited. Mm. That's probably more on a personal level, whereas yeah. the other one is, is a little bit uh, bigger. Um, yeah. Anyway, you've, so you've, that's. You've got the time and money to spend on a new setup. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, that oh, is that, that is the golden yeats. Talk uh, about put on the spot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Best impromptu moment on the uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yippee! Yes, and, and he wins that one. All right, brilliant. Uh, so that is uh, the golden yeats. Jump on the website, uh, vote for that, and uh, and and put your nominations in. And that will be uh, sometime late November, early December. It'll be in the uh, future. <laughs> Guess is. <laughs> How these things work, is it? Be on the interweb in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> you beat me to it. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, was, I was thinking about it. I yeah. felt miserable. I probably deserve to. All right. <laughs> very good, very good. What else has been going on, gentlemen? Anything exciting to uh, to discuss? Or are we, uh, we going to just go straight into uh, reloading? Oh, Andy's got something. So I am dropping off my rifle to APRS. Oh. To get... Uh, the new barrel caliber change. You actually and, done. And I thought you dropped it off, and we were just wa- anyway. Okay, good. Well, I know I, you're I'm, wait- st- I'm still figuring out what you're I'm getting. waiting on on the yeah. details of it. Okay, yep. so all those people that entered the competition like 14 years ago, yep, uh, will eventually have an answer for you. Okay. Yeah, I still don't know. <laughs> they've got it. You know, they've got it. They've got it. Um, yep. <laughs> So in in coming days, potentially, or weeks, uh, or sometimes soon, at some point in the future, like our next episode, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, also, you'll uh, we'll have an answer uh, yeah. for uh, for your. I reckon for the next episode, I'll have an answer. There you go. And I will yeah. most likely be poorer, <laughs> or actually better off because I'm working away. Yeah, mm. leaving away from home allowance is awesome, isn't it? Mm. All right, let's move it. <laughs> let's move back on. So uh, I, I I showed you gentlemen the uh, the shed, the empty shed, mm. or empty. Mm. No, it's not empty at all. It's got heaps of rubbish in it. The canvas, the canvas, mm. the blank uh, blank canvas that is going to become the. Uh, I'm not going to say the ultimate reloading room, but certainly uh, it'll the, be up there. The dedicated room, gun room, reloading, and then not much else. That's really the, the point. And dry fire. There's going to be yep. yeah, okay. Big focus around a, a dry fire sort of scenario in areas. So. That is it. I think we have given a bit of brief overview. I've certainly done mm-hmm. some videos on it, and, and those who have been watching the, the channel will see how it's developed over time. But, yeah, the, uh, the the crux of it is that on one side there's some storage and heaps of racking and then also some area for a barricade or two to sit uh, there and be able to use them to do some dry firing. And then the other side is basically all benches, and those benches will have uh, different purposes and bits and pieces. But we have the master here of uh, of knowing things about stuff. No, 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 no. The master of pretending to know things about stuff. <laughs> no, you don't no, actually I've... have to know anything. You just have to sound semi-convincing. <laughs> no, Andy's been here. Oh, true, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we've often come to Brody with reloading questions and, and when we've seen products and bits and pieces and all sorts of stuff and, and, and there's some things that, Bronte, you've often brought up that uh, we haven't considered previously. So love some input both from our listeners but also mm. from you tonight, from, from Andy as well with his setup and the stuff that leaves his shortcomings because uh, as I have put out there in a video, I probably haven't reloaded around for three years mm. or possibly more. And so I'm sure many of the things will come back to me but there are a lot of lessons that, you know, by by doing it on a regular basis or a semi-regular basis or having a layout where you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, I hate the fact that it's laid out like that or whatever it might be and I'm missing a whole stack of that because I haven't been so active in doing mm. it. So starting afresh, I'm like, oh yeah, I could just I, like I know what I need. Of course, you know, I don't know the gear and all that sort of stuff. And I go throw that in benches and keep my powder on one bench and my my presses on another bench and, and little things like that. Uh, lessons I do remember, and then I will hit all sorts of issues and challenges and stuff, which I'm sure will come anyway. But I'm just trying to avoid as many as I can. So, Bronte, you just had a look at the room. Mm. <laughs> Rip it apart. Tell me what I might, what I should actually be doing. <laughs> oh, I think you've got a really, really good starting point, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, the, the one thing that you can't ever have enough of is benches, right? Yep. Bench space. Mm. You find a way to accumulate stuff to fill it up. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yep. It just happens, right? Very quickly. So, yes. you know, the more the better. Um, yeah, so bench space and then probably, you know, the thing that's really helpful with bench space is having some drawers or some storage yes. in close proximity to it. So, Well, th- there know. will be about 5.4 metres of bench top. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's lengthwise. That's pretty damn good. That's yeah. that's, yeah. that's awesome bench space. It's <laughs> very very. I reckon, nice. I've, I reckon I've got about a meter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, that's 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 well, jealous. Yeah. I mean, you say yes, like that is heaps of bench space. But you guys know as as good as anyone that uh, you can have all the bench space in the world. You can have fifteen meters, and if you don't. If you don't utilize that bench mm-hmm. space effectively, mm. you may as well have no bench space. Yeah, oh, that's right. It's just full. Of- Junk, then you can't <laughs> get a little patch about you know two hundred by two hundred free. It's yep. not very good for you. Um, mm. But yeah, obviously, yeah, as you've touched on before, the separation between your presses and bits and pieces that becomes more important if you're trying to throw powder while you're 
while you're seeding projectiles. While you're seeding yeah. projectiles yeah. or you know, resizing cases or whatever you may be yep. doing on that sort of thing. Um, that's always a pretty handy one. Yep. So uh, uh, just to give you a breakdown, so that's the the 5.4 metres comes on three benches of about 1.8 lengthwise. I could be slightly over or slightly under on some of those. Mm-hmm. but And my thought is that two-thirds of that bench, bench space will be based around reloading. And one third will be like uh, an area to, to put a gun and to be able to mount a scope or work yeah. on or, or take yep. chassis off or anything on those lines. So, yeah, yeah, so one yeah. dedicated to that and cleaning and then and then two dedicated to uh, uh, reloading. Um, and because there's not – I mean, I guess that maintenance can do a little bit of sort of home stuff, but I'm pretty useless at all that, you know, using power tools or uh, – Anything along those lines. Yeah. I think most power tools have a restraining order against me. So uh, <laughs> I generally will stay away from them as best as possible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so fair, I do limited cool. I do limited handy type work, which is probably why uh, yeah, one side of it's got oil drained down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did notice the speed like, drops. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I've got it. I'll change my oil. I know how to do that. And then I'm like, I don't know where to take it, though. I should look that up. And, yeah, no, I need to. Like, I'm taking it somewhere this week, but probably should have worked that out three years ago. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's the way. So what I'm looking for is like a clean, good setup. Now, mm. you mentioned you looked in there and you're like, you should, I can't remember what you said, do, you do something to your floor, epoxy your floor. Oh, yeah, as a prime candidate for it, to, mm. yeah, epoxy your floor. Then you get a nice, nice, clean, sealed surface. Yep. Easy mm. to keep clean, easy to tidy. Yeah, it looks, looks pretty schmicky. Yeah, well. okay. Because, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a just concrete floor. Yeah, uh, it's just concrete floor. I mean, Nothing, nothing wrong with it, but you can do, yeah. You. Is what is a clear epoxy? Is it or is it? No, nah, well, you'd go like uh, pink, oh, tiger <laughs> stripes or something. I don't know. You, it's like super cheap order, and some of like the automotive stores sell it. Yeah, right. As well, but okay. it's basically yeah, just for a floor floor treatment. Um, yep. to seal everything in, great from a dust standpoint. Um, okay, and looks looks nice as well. Yeah, well, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make that decision, I've got to make that decision soon because. Mm. Uh, but I'd have to clean out the entire shed in one go, wouldn't I? And then and then do it, or can you sort of do half? And uh, it probably wouldn't probably look could do half, but it'd be better if you do it all in one go. But yeah, okay, I'll have to uh, my, think um, about that. My my work's currently because um, I've shifted work recently. Yep. They uh it, and it does deal with a bit of oil and hydraulics. Yep. So speaking of which, I do have a spot to take your oil if I knew about it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, their their workshop completely covered the floor in epoxy, and yep. and for oil, you know the industry I'm in, it's perfect. You just yeah, wipe yeah. up the oil and yep. sweep up. Well, uh, maybe maybe I shall be looking at that. Is it is it a difficult thing for an idiot to do? I don't know. I haven't done it. Before. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Uh, we uh, we're into the. What I can tell you is it does stink. It yeah, epoxies are pretty pretty fragrant. Yeah. Perfect. Um, okay. Yeah, you'd want to let it air out pretty well, but yeah. St- a kit stand. Okay, this is two hundred bucks for a kit, and it's a standard double garage. Now mine is not that big, um, but it's not tiny. So this is this would easily do mine. Cover yeah, yeah. For two hundred bucks, far out. If anyone's listening and knows how to do one, and wants another two hundred dollars, <laughs> I don't know what it costed <laughs> to do that. So, I oh, have some photos here from people who've done it. All right, man, I'm 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 sold. Just looks nice and clean, right? And one it's of just, the you know. one of the issues about this shed is it, it's not flat on the floor. Like the, mm. it fades away on one side, and we get all the run runoff down that 
one side, uh, and so this will probably be able to level that out. Uh, no, this is only just a paint. You'd want to do oh, okay. like a self-level. Oh, first. never mind. Forget all of that. This is just <laughs> a paint. This doesn't like you know. This isn't going to solve the world's problems, but it's basically yeah. You just put a skim coat or a self-leveler down first. Okay, I'm going to have to ask more questions. Self-leveler is like a something. Uh, it's like really running concrete. Okay. Well, now yeah, we're starting to – yeah, I can see this going really poorly. If I, I could probably paint the floor. I, I'm, that's probably within my capabilities. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, now, I, now I can see how you could probably do half by painting the floor and then do the other half is yeah. probably probably reasonable. All right. Mm. All right. One, one epoxy garage coming. All aspects. <laughs> <laughs> but that's no reloading benefit. That is no – No, it just keeps everything okay. nice and clean. Right. Um, you know, obviously you talked about your run, run out. Mm-hmm. With your leakage around your door and yep. stuff, if that's something that could easily be fixed, and that's probably something worth just to keep the space clean, right? Keep yep. the dust out so you don't nothing's covered in a layer of dust every time you go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you touched on your fluoros before. Yeah, so I've got, got I've, years ago, I made a mind put fluoros down one side, and they're, they're not in the center, they're off sides of the, they're basically above where you would work on a bench. Mm. So they're in the perfect spot, but they're fluoros. And as you've talked about previously in a reloading environment, fluoros can mess with your scales. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Does that, is that, that doesn't matter whether they're strain gauges or whether they're uh, whatever the other one is. It's restoration, something to do with the force. Force, ma- yeah. magnetic force. Yeah, the Darth Vader um, scales. So uh, I'm sure all the electrical engineers will tell me all the things I'm getting wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But effectively, Fluoros have capacitors in there, so you can get a capacitance load build up and some leakage onto your neutral and does bad things for sensitive electronic equipment. It's not right. necessarily oh, – I feel like there's enough it would blow them up, but it's just – you basically get dirty power and yeah, okay. harmonics in your power and other sorts of things like that that can – Speaking of with. sensitive electronic equipment, you haven't got fluoros in your bedroom, do you? What? No. Oh. <laughs> Only sometimes. <laughs> Only when you want dirty power. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have fluoros all in my uh, office where I reload. <laughs> yeah. oh, and plenty and, of people do, yeah, and yeah. they get away. It's so swapping out to like LED batons. Would that work? Uh, not willing to definitively say okay. yes or no, but I. <laughs> Would think that it wouldn't hurt. It would I would have thought it would be better. And it is be that better. swapping out the actual buttons or just the tubes? Um, so I reckon you can get tube replacements. Correct. You get yeah. the tube replacements that get rid of the starter because yep. it's the starter that's got the capacitor in it that causes all the problems. Okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. So if I change the mode, because I, I just put in um, the projector warehouse scoped out warehouse, I put in um, fluoros in there, but they were so they're not fluoros. They're what we call fluoros, but they're LEDs. Mm. Um, Batten so, lights. Batten lights, yeah, LED batten lights. And they were, they were very easy to put in, extremely mm. easy to put in. So, yeah, and not overly expensive. I think they're about $75 for a mm-hmm. thing. And apparently I can turn them on with my phone, but I haven't I haven't got around to doing cool. that yet. Yeah, I, a switch does seem easier in a small little mm-hmm. storage area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which Funnily is right that. at the door when you walk in. So as a baby, like, oh, yeah, that's right, turn the lights on, I'm going to get my phone out. But yeah. with with lights, one of the things that I try not to have in my workplace and when I'm reloading is it's too many shadows or like one dominant shadow. Mm-hmm. So I know your lights are above your workbench, but if you're leaning over or standing at your workbench, if that's going to cast a massive shadow, where you're working. I have found some pretty – obviously, I've had these lights in for a long time. Mm. I've had benches there. That hasn't been an issue. They're, they're oh. offset enough. They actually yep. sit more over the bench than they do yeah, over cool. – mm. yeah, they just sort of sit in front of you. And then I've got um, 
I've got one of the benches has the the cabinets above it, and then I've yep. got some other portable cabinets that I'll put in, and I would run strip lighting underneath that. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So nice. Uh, there will be plenty of light, but I think uh, all right. So fluoro is going to LEDs. Will be another mm-hmm. another uh, changeover. Now, one other thing I wanted to ask you about UPS mm. yeah, for get one. scales. Yeah, yeah, I have tested it myself, and I think uh, Plushy did some testing as well, yep. and he. Everybody that I know that's tested it has yeah. actually had a noticeable, and that's noticeable across difference. strain gauges or dilator gauges. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from my experience, it helped everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, in that case, leave your dirty fluoros up and get a UPS. Uh, Why not both? Why not both? Yeah. I wish we could gif right now, but anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're all thinking it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would do both, and yeah. I've just got like one of the cheap ones from Officeworks. Well, that's, you're like not, 80 bucks or 90 you're not bucks. It's buying not. it to, to keep on things running. You're not actually using it for that. You're using yeah. it to. It's basically a power filter. Just, so it's yeah. a cheap cheap power filter. You can basically um, go as cheap as you cheap as you sensibly can go. Hmm. And yeah, you're not, you're not worried about it lasting for four hours when power goes out when you got in the match the next day. Actually, thinking about it, <laughs> maybe I will go for a reason one. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, scales don't use that Just, much power, though. Yeah, but, true. And true. you're going to be doing it in the dark anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've got I've got a light on my yeah, phone. Head, head torch. Head torch. <laughs> <laughs> Lighting by head torch. Oh, that'd be awesome. What <laughs> could possibly insane. go wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Okay, so UPS, uh, epoxy on the floor. That's not related. And and then uh, LED battens. Uh, mm-hmm. Some good changes. And so we talked uh, briefly about um, separating out the, some of the, the things across the two different benches. So if you've got two benches to set up all your reloading equipment through, what's going on what? Is it purely just powder on one and and everything else on the other? Or if, is there a fairly definitive split that you guys would, would choose if you, uh, if you had the option? I'd separate it a little bit by dirty processes and clean processes. So okay. you, if you're – Cleaning process or your trimming and deburring and all of that sort of stuff is on one bench. Yep. Um, then you could probably have your press on that bench as well and then have your clean stuff so your powder throwing or powder and your powder charging or whatever on the other one yep. just to try and separate the two. Okay. Yeah, it's probably about all I'd do. Yeah, right. Bronte, yeah. any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I do my mine set up a little different in respect that I – don't really ever deal with dirty cases because mm. I deprime them with a hand deprimer yep. so they don't actually go dirty into the dies. Yeah, yeah. And then I stainless clean them first, so yep. yeah, they're, they're effectively for all intents and purposes they're clean before I've actually mm. started with them. Started what about with them. trimming? Have you do anything with trimming? Yeah, but that's sort of brass. It's, it's clean at that stage. It's clean. It? Yeah, you've so already cleaned it right, so yeah. you've got rid of a lot of the carbon and the dirt and the rocks and the. Yeah, I'm, I'm more thinking like where you don't want foreign objects in like a clean process. You don't want any trimmings in the final case after you've primed it. I thought you were talking about it. your quarantine again. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Know, so so I, I do all the trim, resize, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then I normally just chuck them in a vibratory tumbler yeah. to clean off the yeah. wax and whatever else. And then I basically end up with a bag of mm. – you know, I'd normally do it in batches, so I have a box or a bag yep. of a couple hundred cases mm. that are all clean, ready for primers. Okay. Yeah. And and really, like, yeah, if you get into a good habit of, of doing that process as an isolated process and cleaning up after yourself, then you shouldn't have an issue. 
because my like you, you've got plenty of bench space, but for myself, I'm juggling a, a sort of home office and reloading mm-hmm. table. So yep. all of my gear is in a in a cupboard behind me, and yeah. I I pick one process, pull out what I need, yep. do that for do it start to finish for and two hundred cases, put yep. that away, pull yep. out the next process. So it's yeah, it's a bit bit frustrating, but mm, we get okay. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You work with what you got. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Probably okay. the other thing to consider is ergonomics. Yep. Yep. Because if you're going to be there. To for a couple of hours doing mm. a batch of cases, mm-hmm. you want to either be able to you know, sit down comfortably or stand or ideally both yep. you know, so you can sort of keep moving around a bit. So it's about having an appropriate, you know, whether it's a, like one of the work mats on the floor, like rubber mats yep. or something like that on the ground is, is quite mm. beneficial too. Mm. Sure. Yeah, well, I've got a runner. I have got a rubber mat sitting there that I used to have in there, mm. uh, and I've got I've got some f- stuff down in the warehouse of the the main packing area is all sort of rubber mats. Uh, yeah, and so I I would definitely do that. But the other the other option there is one of those sort of uh, uh, I don't know what the office, the, chair. the office chairs the that, that ones, are the, yeah. like the barstool sort of height. Mm. Um, that something like that could be a really good option, uh, also. But then, of course, you, you sort of can't have both with that. You either go the rubber matting or you go the chair on wheels because yeah, they don't get along very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or you have enough room to be able to kick that matting out, out the way. Uh, slide it down, or something on those lines. Mm. Yeah, we've got a little mat at work that's probably one meter by half meter. Yep. which is pretty much like you're you're in one spot. You stand on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's easy to throw that away or aside. <laughs> you might say. <laughs> Look yeah. at you, just. Oh no, this one's dirty. I've stepped <laughs> yeah. on it. That's it. Sort of stepped on it in twice the already. Yeah, new one, please. <laughs> Bring it out. <laughs> More money than bad car. All right, okay. Uh, so the yeah, that would be um, mm. that would be. I think I think there's going to be a little bit of playing around mm. and, and mm. Um, I think having some like the the dirty processes we'll call it, but putting that down one end of a bench and then having the seating down the other end of the bench make, makes sense. They're resizing and they're moving along along the, the thing and then maybe having a bit of an area where your gauges would mm-hmm. be because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, mostly going to use them once everything's resized and stuff. And so we'll resize through to seating. Mm. That's when you want gauges and bits and pieces and then and then powder next to that. Yeah, I, I reckon it would be really awesome. Like if you've got the space to have everything bolted down. Oh, I down. do. Oh, I've got this. It's got like five and a half meters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait for space. Like I, I would love to have the space where I could bolt down everything, have every process laid out, and you just go start to finish with one case, like through every oh, no, process. That would be, no, that would drive you nuts. Oh, oh, like practically, it would be oh, terrible. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's saying like the, the ability just to like, be yeah, able to do just, that. Yeah, have everything yeah. That but laid out. to work in batches. Yeah, and that. Like, and, yeah, I'd definitely for the batches. Yeah, so, yeah. I guess I'm. I, yeah, I'm looking at maybe like e- each area is a station that mm. does X. Yep. and have the the privilege of not having to put all those X's mm. into one thing mm-hmm. and just a, a reloading room. Is there any other sort of factors that that are maybe larger as? Uh, Working out exactly what item fits on where on the bench uh, will, will come in time. But are there any other sort of large effects as I tackle the entire room as a whole to consider? I guess storage of your projectiles, powder, yep. all that sort of gear. Yep. Um, I've got an old safe that I've put a shelves in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like mm. it was just one of those real skinny ones and I thought, no, instead of throwing that away, I'll put shelves in it and keep that all for my little bits and pieces. Okay. Um, and yeah, maybe – Probably a, a fair call. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. And because and I know what will happen is I'll just be like, oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave them in the warehouse and grab them as need be. Yeah. And then I'll be at home and go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm out of projectiles. Mm. I've got a match tomorrow. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay. I see how there's problems. So yeah, I mm. should have somewhere where I can actually keep my quantity mm. of mm. Uh, at home and uh, do that. So that's a good consideration. I think uh, under one of the under one of the benches at the moment, I've got sort of two racks of drawers. Uh, on under one bench at the moment, I've got some shelving that I was going to mm-hmm. get rid of, but. Maybe that makes some sense, some some sort of yeah, not projectile storage, yeah, projectile and cases and stuff like cases don't weigh much, but they're pretty bulky. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Put them in there. Put them. I, I used to keep them. I think I'm going to go back to the old system. I used to run for cases, whereas I would have a, a rack of uh, drawers, and, and so the top drawer would be like dirty, and mm-hmm. the next one would be clean, and the next one oh, would nice. be uh, deprimed. Next one would be primed, uh, and then the following one was. Uh, uh, no, that was where we stopped. Deep, it was primed. Yeah, mm. but I, I think obviously now I've got to put the primed ones into a uh, into somewhere locked. Mm. Yep. Um, but having those sort of step by step, so you could easily see where that is. Yep. Uh, what I'll probably do though, for for because I'm only going to be running a, a handful of guns, um, is to keep them maybe like batch one, batch two yep. type thing because uh, that yeah. Makes try sense. and keep them separate a little bit. So yeah. I think I shall do that and have multiple drawers and just move them down. And, and then that way mm. they, were, they were removable drawers. So you grab the drawer and you can actually take that whole drawer and then go and work on that brass that was in there, mm. uh, which was uh, really effective. I think if you've got the option of having a real skinny drawer under one of your benches for all your little hand tools you might yep. need on your on your service bench. Yeah, either that or, or, or shadow board. Shadow boards. Yeah, yeah shadow yep. boards are pretty good. They look pretty cool. And the yeah. other thing to keep that I find is very helpful Mm-hmm. is if you've got um, multiples of the same tool, like Allen keys, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got one Allen key for every size, you know, screw, nut, mm-hmm. bolt, whatever, fixing on each device in the box with that device. Yep. Oh, so I've yeah. got like six or seven, yep. you know, three mil Allen keys, but yep. I've got like one with the dies, one with the um, tr- turning attachments and yep. rather than – trying to find that one Allen key that you can't remember where you put it down or where it's gone, mm. you have it like associated with that yeah, that's piece really, of equipment. That's because an Allen key is like 30 cents or a dollar. It's like not much money. Yeah. yeah. It usually comes with like a box of dies and things like that. Yeah. Some do. some yeah. yeah, some do, some don't. But, yeah, it's pretty handy to have mm. the tools you need to do the modifications or was, adjust it or, you know, mm. whatever. That was the thing I did like about having a Dylan because I, I had the little uh, Allen key rack on the back of it which yeah. had, you know, a, 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 Ten or so of the of Allen keys, and they were obviously for working on the Dylan. Mm. Yep. But having those accessible pretty much all the time, anytime you need an Allen key, they were the ones that grab off, work on something, put yep. it back. And because that rack was sort of sitting there ready, uh, it was very pretty useful. Handy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it was pretty central to, to everything. But I, I don't mm. have that anymore. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I haven't got a uh, got the Dylan anymore. I uh, yep. just wasn't well, I wasn't using much actually. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So that does does lead into a little bit in, in terms of equipment. Uh, that's probably the that the layouts all with the, uh, the the room is set up. Yep. Um, that's probably sort of where I'm I'm going to think about next. In terms of bolting down equipment, is it really only the press you need to bolt down? The rest of it's be shuffled around a bit, can't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Bronte's uh, thinking yeah, through. Yeah, I can't really think through. of anything else that you'd. Oh, I think uh, if you have one of those fancy measuring stations, you might. But no, they're they're all they don't bolt down. Um, they're just bloody heavy. Yeah, um, okay. nice the, big slump of cast on. Yeah, <laughs> the some trimming uh, yep. tools and some powder throwing and stuff like that. Some of those do have uh, bolt down options depending which way I go with uh, with uh, equipment. I've got a um a garage, so I won't be bothering with uh, yeah, you know, this your, your trimming, trimming. Needs are sorted. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. exactly right. So can I have that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the case prep station you brought back, yeah, that doesn't do trimming. 
Yeah. Because uh, we didn't your garrod chamfer de burr. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't do anything with primer pockets. Ah, so yeah, right uh, yeah I'll, I'll probably keep that for primer pockets, or I'll get something different. Oh, and you can borrow that <laughs> one again, like you have for the last fourteen years, or however long it's been. It's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. I th- well, Call I, the strill. I, so Call the strill. Call the strill. Yeah. I did run of them. I ran one of them for a while. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I just got a little Milwaukee, like one of the little twelve mm. volt kids toy versions. Mm-hmm. Awesome for that yep. sort of stuff. Okay. And neck turning as well. That's what I use. Yeah, it's really quite. Quite convenient. Yeah, nice. Well, I, I I've got a T7 press and I've got a Forster press. Nice. So kicking yeah. off with presses, that's uh, that's where I'm going with that. Very solid, very, very solid options there. Very solid, uh, very useful. Um, I th- I may I may get a third press. Uh, I may you know ones ones for seating, ones for resizing uh, is the way I see it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Then maybe one for decapping. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. so I might I might do that in third press, yeah. the dirty press, the dirty press. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've Andy got one of the Harvey D primers that are Sorry? quite. I've got one of the Harvey D primers, and they're quite. Okay, you basically sit on the couch and. Yep, and D prime D prime cases. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I think I think I'm going to have to put a, a screen of some sort. Actually, this uh, oh, there's definitely. a screen TV behind me that I might I might put into there and put on a wall mount, and uh, that way it doesn't matter. I think that's one of the things is where. If I put it on a wall mount, it doesn't matter where mm. along the, the, the prep station I am, mm. I can twist that TV around and uh, have it plugged into YouTube and uh, yep. mm. away we go. Keep on uh, keep on watching all the all the tubes. Not yep. all the tubes, the YouTube. There's, <laughs> there's others that Andy, so that's Andy that are a bit more connected to that uh, he can tell you all about. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So anyway, <laughs> got to make money somehow, Andy. That's right. Good. Only on a Thursday. <laughs> okay. Well, as long as it's not a Wednesday, we're good. <laughs> and so those, those two presses, I think, are where I'm going to start. And obviously the T7 uh, having the, uh, the all all the die options on there. Mm. I have actually thought about about going two T7s and having all the seating in one and resizing another. Uh, but um, if you if you guys had your you know could choose, would you resize with the four two or resize with the T7 and seat with the other. Which way would you go? I'd be inclined to do everything on the Forster personally. Okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, T7s are great, but I kind of see that if I was trying to make, you know, precision ammo, yep. I'd be probably trying to do everything on the Forster. If it was just, you know, for a club match or just tune and burn, then, yeah, T7 wouldn't really, would be perfectly suitable. But, yeah, I just think the contrasty, yeah, that word. The concentricity. That's the one um, that you can get with the Forsters. Yeah, about as good as it gets, pretty well. Sure. The main reason I have something else is because I can't seat my three three eight projectiles in on the Forster. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't go high enough. So perhaps that yeah. answers my question. I, I will probably do. I use a T seven then to reseat uh, to seat projectiles, given that I have to for the three three eight anyway. Or do yeah. I? Uh, do I use a Forster to seat? Could always do an experiment. And this sounds like uh yeah, this this sounds like a much better idea for someone who's meant to uh, spend a reasonable amount of time making content about shooting stuff. Mm. That sounds like a video topic. Yeah. Yeah. Just to <laughs> test it between the two options and okay. see All which right. gives you straighter ammo. Mm. Or, um, I, like it. I remember seeing a, a YouTube clip, uh, I think Ultimate Reloader did yep. quite a comparison on quite a lot of presses. You know, test, remember it, yeah. Testing all of that stuff. Yeah. Um I can't remember the results, but it was a very good <laughs> 
I think video. a fancy German one. Yeah, yeah, uh, ended up being the best option. Yeah, but, that was uh, a pretty yeah. good looking press. That one. Mm. <laughs> well, you were you were the, the German L- linear ball bearings or something like that. Oh, she was pretty pretty <laughs> sleek. Yeah, <laughs> it was sort of one of those ones that you're paying fifty percent more to get thirty percent less, but it's thirty percent less because it's been engineered to perfection. <laughs> Yeah, uh, some, I'm trying to find the uh, the name of it. The 14 reloading press compared, mm. uh, and there was a, the single stage uh, presses, and well, that was the Frankfurt Arsenal press, uh, RC Best Summit, Reading, Big Boss. But there, there were quite a few standouts where he got some really good results out of some turbine uh, CNC Perazzi per press. That one there, yeah. Yeah, that looks uh, gorgeous. Very German. <laughs> Simplistic in design. We're skipping straight to the conclusion to try and see. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, you probably actually have to watch it to uh, to get it. And, uh, I think he did an article on it. Um, we're just going. Oh, here we go. The full story. The full story is there. We, we've I know we've looked this up on the show mm. before, and yeah. we were all like ogling over the uh, the German press again, and mm. uh, nothing has changed. And I know we talked about the results on the last episode, but um, that was ages ago. And because mm. yeah, we, you know, we'll get through. Uh, we'll get some guys. And welcome to the guys who have joined us recently and uh, have gone through the entire back catalogue. And uh, I will get a random message from someone about episode like thirty three. Uh, about yeah. <laughs> something I mentioned there, I'm like, mate, I don't remember what happened episode well, last week. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I get thrown by that a little bit. Anyway, so uh, we uh, we did talk about this. Uh, um, he puts out a lot of good content. Yeah, I think just go and read it because uh, there is uh, there is no sort of uh, direct summary of like this is the best press because you can't really do that because they're all very different yep. and they all do different things. Courses so. for courses, really. Mm, very much so. Very much so. So, uh, it was uh, it was good. It was good. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, so I've I've uh, decided that the the T seven I wanted to try, and I've always been a fan of that. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Uh, and uh, actually, one of the standouts was um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, that's the worst one. So the summit. That's right. The summit was a bit of a surprise. Mm. Uh, Presser did very well uh, in there. And one of the, the Lee presses actually did all right on a couple of things, and the force to coax was uh, was excellent for peak sizing force, whatever that has to do. Uh, mm. Do maybe I'll use it for sizing then because it won the thing. I think you're right. I think we should do a uh, do some sort of comparison, some sort of experiment between the two. To see if you actually did get a noticeable or measurable difference between going one way or, mm. or going the reverse way. I think that is because you really do got a couple of different options. You've got essentially. Size, size and seat on the T7, size and seat on the Forster. Then you've yep. got size on the T7, seat on the Forster, and the reverse. The reverse. So yeah, and and it would be it would be interesting to do it across maybe three or four different calibers mm. and see if there is any you know if there is a consistent result or uh, nope doesn't yeah you know, like this caliber it always works really well with two to three and then and then six mil GT always goes this way and it's different and then of course I'm stuck with a three three out I can't. I, well, three three, you kind of yeah, you are what you are at that point. But yep, that's it. I'm bound bound by that one. So that's good. What else have I got coming? I've got a uh, I've got a Hornady. Uh, oh, one of the things I wanted to look at, and possibly by the time this goes out, there will be we may have done a video on it. But I the Auto Trickler is like on the list, and you know, plus you was here the other week and and banging on about it and telling me how to buy good. one. You're like I'm not disagreeing. I know you've got one. Uh, 
Have you got a V3 as well or is it? No, no I bought mine years like ago. Four, three or four years ago now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, the the auto trickler setup is like it, but it's just it's so much coin. Mm. <laughs> um, yes. Especially pimped out, it's so much coin. If you're going to buy it, you've got to buy it pimped out because that's the rules. So uh, I am going to be doing a video with Plushy uh, about the Hornady, the new Hornady auto charge. Because the old one, yeah. I always had work well for me, but many people yep. didn't have it mm. work well. And and we Bronte and I were talking about it before, and we think uh, they did a silly thing, Hornady. They shipped it with a set of instructions, but there was like this secret hidden additional set of instructions that allowed you to manipulate a lot more of the settings. Yep. And those ones, if you got your hands on those and applied them, it fixed heaps of the issues that people mm-hmm. would uh, mm. would have. But they still weren't they were they were fine, but they weren't brilliant. Yeah. And uh, and so they've released the new version, the Pro or whatever it is, and that is about seven hundred dollars. So about a quarter of the price of a decked out auto trickler. Yeah. And and. The auto like the auto trigger is going to happen at some point, no doubt. But I think Plushy and I are going to get together and we're going to run a stack of charges across the two of them and just see how close we can yep. get mm. and whether or not it's a it's a four hundred in terms of speed as well. Whether mm. it's four hundred times, four hundred percent times is good. Mm. I'm, I'm using four hundred percent rather than four because it makes it seem hundred percent bigger. Yeah. <laughs> It is. That's exactly right. So we're going to do that. Uh, that's one thing. I've got the the Hornady measurement station thing. Uh, I've got a, uh, a, a stainless steel tumbler coming mm-hmm. as well. Nice, nice. So I've got a sort of all, all sorts of bits and pieces now that I've been selling some guns mm. to uh, to put on the bench. Uh, and the garage trimmer, of course, I never sold that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yep. Yep. So concentricity gauge to go on there as well. Oh, no, sorry. That's in the uh, in the station. In the, mm. The, the, the precision measuring station thing. So, uh, yeah, a few other bits and pieces. Um, what else is there? Like critical components. <laughs> Look at us go quiet. Yeah. For die, dies? Die, I've got dies. I've already got dies. Yeah, I might. I think I've got two to three dies still. Um, the, the, the cartridge I'll be loading for is two to three, six GT, uh, and three, three, eight. Mm. That's pretty much it for the for the time. I'll probably still got my three hundred eight dies there that I'll be uh, I possibly will be using for the hunting rifle. But it's really those three that'll mm-hmm. be the, the main ones. And even two D three may not get too much of a run very often. So you can buy cheap, yeah, good exactly. factory ammo for yeah. it. It's uh, yeah. it, it might be one of those those ones where I I develop a load for it for a bit of. We'll probably do some videos with it or some practice yeah. with it and that yep. sort of thing. So to have it as an option is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, yeah, so there's really only three cartridges to to mm. set up for easy. Um, although I've already had quite a few guys who are like, oh, we'll help you set up the shed um, and then we'll come hang out there afterwards. <laughs> no reason. <laughs> just accidentally bring some brass as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, while I'm here and just hanging out, uh, I've got some brass. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, I have I have thought about putting a couch in there. In the, in yeah. The little gap and just, just, just if we're going to hang out. Good. Just... Couch in a bar fridge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Because uh, then, yeah, it'd be a bit more fun if there's a gouge there if we dry firing, doing some practice and bits and pieces. So, yeah. yes, it's anyway. good to have an audience to heckle. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like a normal match then. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, everyone goes there for their heckling. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anyway, that's the uh, that's the reloading room project. So, thank you for your input, gentlemen. Yeah, mm. uh, we will see and uh, keep people posted, and you can check out the ID, the Impact Dynamics YouTube channel on it. Uh, there will be videos going up there constantly of me. 
putting epoxy on the floor, apparently. Uh, Looks pretty cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, may the Force Restoration be with you. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.